0: Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for November 4th, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jack Steen, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled Blessings on Tears and Laughter.
1: one reason I love this story so much is that it is such a current event. It is as close as the caravan in Mexico. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Whether it's a famine in the land and you can't feed your two boys, or you are running from gang violence or fear of your daughter being trafficked, migration is as old as well it's as old as the biblical story if my family's life depended on it i too would join any caravan that held any hope of saving my children and my family freedom safety security food Those are powerful motivators. Just as surely as the migration of the children of Israel to that land flowing with milk and honey was necessary to attain liberation, so it was for Elimelech and Naomi and their sons to find sustenance, and so it is with many current migrations seeking some saving graces. If our country is anything, we are a saving grace, aren't we? At least that's what we are supposed to be, I think. Now, I make this comparison from old world to current reality to simply say this, this ain't new, and I get it. And somewhere in my study this week, it occurred to me how much dying and death and grief there is in these migrations. The next time you have the TV on and they show an image of the caravan in Mexico making its way to the U.S. border, I want you to look real closely for the people that are grieving. I want you to watch those people and I want you to see Naomi and Ruth I want you to look for people who have had people to die back where they came from I want you to look for people who've had people to die on the journey surely people must have been dying of starvation to prompt Elimelech and Naomi to gather their sons and head to Moab to find a better life moab seriously they're the ones that claim land and they think it's theirs but we know it's rightfully ours moab carrying everything on their backs and walking the long journey this isn't new it's been going on since the bible it wasn't that it was that far in miles but on foot in the desert it must have felt like forever And after they finally settle in a new place and start a new life, the men started dying, which is the worst in that time and day. It's still the worst when people die. First, the father, and then after both sons had married and they were finally kind of pulling it together and building a life, it says 10 years Things were going well, and then the sons died, leaving one old widow and two young widows to fend for themselves. And those three women set out on yet another migration, a journey of grief. Orpah's journey would lead her back home to stay in Moab. But surely her grief remained with her for a lifetime the death of a husband. And the loss of another mother and sister is not something from which one can recover quickly or easily. But Ruth decided to make the long and more treacherous journey of grief with her mother-in-law to go to what would be a foreign land for her, the land of her in-law's people. So one thing Ruth and Naomi had in common was widowhood. And a second thing they had in common was having to make a life in a land as a stranger naomi did it in moab now ruth would have to do it back in the land of judah in bethlehem this story has always been one of such strength and resilience and hope but somehow this week i have just felt sadness in the story Don't get me wrong, the strength and resilience and hope are very alive and well. Read it to the end, it's a short story. And maybe it just says a lot about where I am these days personally and pastorally and collectively for us as a nation, but all I've been able to picture in their traveling to and from Bethlehem to Moab and back is a journey of grief. Let me say as an aside if you have not known grief's journey firsthand, then give thanks and live life to the fullest as much as possible because your time will come. And when it does, feel free to turn to some of us who have known the journey of grief intimately, up close, and personal, and we will walk. With you, we will be your Naomi. For grief is not a journey that should be taken alone, it is a journey that should be made in tandem at least and in community at best. Naomi and Ruth made their journey in tandem, helping each other every single step of the way. The ups and the downs, the hills and the valleys, the river crossings, the storms and the sunshine in times of scarcity and in times of enough. I don't think they had times of plenty. One way that I know that surviving the journey of grief is possible is that Naomi and Ruth did it. And so have countless Others, look at you, doing it. That's how I know it's possible to survive, because I've seen countless others do it. How many times along the way back to Naomi's land, and Naomi's people, and Naomi's God, did they call the names Elimelech, Malon, how many times did Naomi tell Ruth about the boys as they were growing up how well they had played together like they were best friends or how in those sometimes treacherous teenage years they learned how to work their parents they knew to start with Naomi and butter her up before even thinking about approaching their father And, of course, she recounted the glory years of the home runs hit and the strikeouts thrown for the one while the other performed in every band he could lay his horn on. Obviously, Naomi recounted the play of all plays when you get the guy out stealing second. Ruth, it never got old, Naomi said. But Ruth had her own memories to share as they journeyed together. Often both women talking at one time, sometimes telling every single detail of the weddings of those sons turned husbands. Ruth telling Naomi about their hopes to have many children, sharing names that they had vetted. Ruth telling Naomi all the things she loved most about this man that Naomi had presented to her, how he was kind and gentle and loving, how handsome he was. And how he could make her laugh and even as Ruth told Naomi about the laughter tears were streaming down her face because this is what people do on their journey of grief they call the names and they tell the stories and they remember well and they laugh and they cry these strong and brave and resilient women have left us a legacy, a legacy of hope, a legacy of strength, a legacy of courage, a legacy of forgiveness, a legacy of resilience, a legacy of faithfulness. And they have left for us a legacy for how to grieve. That even on their darkest days, they made their journey together to a homeland a land flowing with milk and honey in the gleaning fields of a family member named Boaz who would eventually marry Ruth who would become the mother of Obed, who would become the father of Jesse who would become the father of King David and in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus, Ruth is listed a Moabite a foreigner some would have even called her an alien she was a stranger in the land of Judah and she is held in the highest regard to be named among the kin of Jesus this kind of ending to Ruth's story is a reminder that even in the midst of all of our journeys of grief life goes on. And we are called to make our way through. Some days will come easier than others. And there's no telling when the heaviness of grief will strike us down for a spell even. And we will never, ever get over it. So please, don't ever use those words to describe grief. When you say anything so trite like that, you are clearly notifying the world that you have no idea what you are talking about. Grief is not something you get over. Grief is something that you get through. And that starts usually with a funeral of some kind. And you continue getting through with every All Saints Sunday that we call the names of those who have been our Naomi's. And you keep getting through the journey of grief every time you tell the stories of your people and remember them well. Grief is some of the hardest work we will ever do. So we light candles and we call names and we remember well. And we give thanks for the many legacies we have been left by those who have gone before us. May it be so. Amen.
0: We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.